you could live in it. It's an all-male drug compound, basically. Um, and I'll feed you for free. And you could write about that. And so that's what I did. Hi, this is Shannon. And Kristen, and better known as The Fogo Twins! Yay! Oh my god, guys. Today, I am so excited. Always excited. So excited. Today, we're going to be covering the topic, female solo travel. Mm -hmm. And can I just tell you, there's only one girl that we want on the podcast for this specific episode. Yep. And I got to say, we got her. I'm so excited. (laughs) I'm so happy she said yes. Jenna Kunz is a journalist covering indigenous news in the United States. Mm -hmm. She has spent the last two years living in Alaska. Mm -hmm. Last winter, she was among... Among 16 journalists selected for the Pulitzer Center to highlight the impacts of climate change, which brought her to the Alaskan Arctic. Fucking Pri- I know. <laughs> prior to that, <laughs> prior to that, Jenna lived in South Korea, Nepal, and India, teaching English and reporting solo uh, reporting and solo traveling. Jenna, she has done so much. Yeah. I cannot believe you're on Queen. Queen, <laughs> Jenna, thank you. so so much for being on today. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Yes. Of course. <laughs> I'm sorry. I tripped on that intro. You just have too many things going on. I know. You're just it's kind too of like amazing. too verbose. Like, it's annoying. It's no. like, it's like no. my resume. <laughs> no, no, no. no, 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 no it's it. a, your resume is extremely impressive. And that is why we wanted you on. But not only that, like, ama- the amazing compliments you have done, you're mm-hmm. an amazing human being. Yeah. And that's why, like, and actually, even before we get all t- into these amazing accomplishments, yes. you know, I want, we met this girl actually in Florence. I 2012. Know. Like, how time has flown, man. And honestly, which is even funnier, that we actually were in the same English class. Yes. So you were just born to be a journalist. Like, even from the time that we have met you, like, that is... I just love that. That that's the first time that we actually kind of met during that time. We were you know? in the class that was your calling. <laughs> literally, <laughs> literally. Literally your calling. I know. And can you tell us like how it all started for you? What made you want to become a travel journalist? Yeah. So um I've always been drawn to journalism. It's always just made sense for me as a career path mm-hmm. because I've I've always been inherently curious about the world and asked a lot of questions like I think it's in my nature to be like much like you guys very inquisitive and so that's been sort of my mo from from a young age and I interned at Mm -hmm. a newspaper when I was in high school and um you know was in like I wrote for the literary magazine in my high school um in Mm -hmm. college was on wrote for the uh, college newspaper at Marist, mm-hmm. which we went to together. Obviously. Oh, nice. Oh, my God. And then yes. the circle. And, the red boxes. <laughs> and then the circle. And so it made sense to be a journalist in that way. And then I, I don't know that mm-hmm. I would call myself necessarily a travel journalist. I think I did for mm-hmm. a while, but um, mm-hmm. I'm sort of I, – I, I think I'm both of those things, a traveler and a journalist, yeah. but now I'm more settled. Um, but mm-hmm. I am drawn yeah. to projects like the one that you talked about in the Arctic, so – going on these these mm-hmm. like reporting gigs so like a two-month reporting mm-hmm. stint in the arctic um oh my but god yeah, i mean maybe that's a travel journalist i don't know <laughs> yeah i think <laughs> like being able to just like go to the location and like be there in person is like yeah. a beautiful thing you know, I, know. Like, yeah. I, I honestly i can't even like believe that the stuff that you have done actually can you elaborate more about like that most recent trip that you were on yeah like that's like incredible we've been following it on instagram but for the people who haven't been following it love to hear it yeah, yeah. please for Tell sure, our audience. Yeah. So there was actually two. So the most recent one was in Western Alaska. 
Alaska, the one on um, sexual assault against Native women that came out like yes. last week, uh, which was in yeah. October. I went to Nome, Alaska, which is like an old gold mining town, but indigenous. Mm-hmm. It's been an indigenous indigenous settlement for much longer than that, as all of mm-hmm. the United States has been, and uh, <laughs> much of the world. And so I went there. I got invited, but I got invited to, onto that project because of the former project I did. So I was living in. I mean, okay, I guess the best way to describe this is to go all the way back. So like the way that (laughs) I've become a a journalist and a traveler is through stepping stones, I think. So like I traveled a lot in high school. There was a travel club that I was lucky enough to be a member of. I was actually vice president in high school. And so I would go on these like trips. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, hold on. I need to pause on that for a second. Your high school had a travel club? Yeah, it did. That's and it was insane. called that. And we would go on like oh EF tour sponsored trips on over what? our spring break. So I went to Europe like four times in high school. I mean it sounds oh, really wow. ratty to talk about it. Like I, no. I was lucky enough to, I was lucky enough to do it because I went to a public high school, my brother went to private school, so my parents mm. allowed me to go on oh. these trips to Europe for spring break okay. growing up. So yeah, I went oh to um, yeah. A cruise of That's Greece amazing. was one of them. Paris, oh, Germany, Eastern Europe. Look at you. Look at you. That okay. makes so I, sense why you did the study abroad in Florence exactly. for your so freshman year. Sense. Everything yeah. has worked like stepping stones. So because I did those yeah. trips with, you know, my high school friends, I had the confidence to do my first year abroad mm-hmm. in Florence. And then because I did my first year abroad in Florence, I had the confidence to do a year teaching English in Korea totally alone. Mm-hmm. And because I was mm-hmm. in Asia alone, I had the confidence to then do weekend trips completely alone and stay with strangers. Mm-hmm. And then because I did that <laughs> in like a mild Asia, you know, Korea and Japan, yeah. like these places yeah. are easier to travel as a Westerner. And then I would yeah. be going yeah. to like China alone, which is maybe one of the harder places to go alone as yeah. a Westerner, not speaking mm-hmm. Mandarin. And then mm-hmm. from that experience, I was like, I really want to a, more of a challenge I would like to go to Nepal mm. and India so it's worked very That's much amazing. like that and then when I came back to the United States um I came back mm-hmm. for my older brother's wedding and then I was oh, ready wow. to be back in the states I'd been gone for two years <laughs> yeah. without break yeah. like without being on U.S. Mm. soil wow wow and then I was like I want to be in the states but I don't want it to feel familiar to me I want it to be challenging mm. once again so I applied to jobs yeah. in uh, out west in Alaska I got a job as a reporter in um oh my God. Southeast Alaska in a, in a small town called Haines, where I lived for mm-hmm. about a year. And then from that experience, oh. again, building block, I applied to this yeah. grant in the Arctic and I got it. And so I went there for two months last winter. Oh, and the, um, the initiative was to report on climate change and have it be sort of like a human centered piece. Mm-hmm. And also I, I collaborated, I invited an indigenous podcaster who I had consumed her media. Her name's Alice Quinny Glenn. I reached out to her and said, Hey, I, I have this grant opportunity. Um, I think it'd be really strong if, if you were involved in it one, because you are Alaska native and you know, this is yeah. your story really to tell. And it was also her hometown. She grew up in this town, Utkiabek, awesome. which is on the Arctic circle. It's the farthest Northern town in America. Wow. wow. <laughs> you really do love a challenge. I know. Like literally I'm awful with the cold. Like the fact that it snowed like yesterday, about to snow tomorrow too. I'm like not happy. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. A lot the, of credit cold, for that. the cold was brutal. It was negative 60 degrees Fahrenheit. Like, oh no. It, it must like be you- coming back to New York. Like, wow. Like this is nothing. <laughs> you know, that's what everyone's 
because, but I really don't feel that way because growing up on the East Coast, I grew up in New Jersey. Like I grew up on the East yeah. Coast, like you guys. So like your body really retains the things it knows, you know? So like, yeah. I'm not really familiar with negative. I'm not comfortable in negative. Nobody's comfortable in negative <laughs> no. 60 degrees Fahrenheit. Um, I got frostbite. Like there's polar bears rogue around yeah. town. That's they're coming insane. off the sea ice. Like it was nuts. That was definitely. So casual. So casual, just a polar bear. Yeah, (laughs) that's insane. That's in. That's like it. That's I can't even. I'm kind of speechless. I didn't realize polar bears would just be like casually walking around. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I thought that they were like you know you would just never see them. (laughs) I don't know. I think they just be in the mountains or something. I just watch too many movies. So yeah, yeah, like I don't associate. I don't associate just a casual coffee. It's like oh, there's a polar bear. (laughs) Yeah, and they're also super deadly. So it's not like oh, it's a polar bear. It's like like I'd be walking because I didn't have a car, so I'd walk from the uh, place. I was renting the room I was renting to the library every day mm-hmm. to do my work which was like a 10 minute walk but mm. brut- like it was brutal because it was so cold so I would wear like <sighs> a million legs and men would be like on their front porch smoking cigarettes being like honey like there are bears <laughs> in town you cannot just walk around like they will they will eviscerate you you will die in one second like really? um, bears but uh, I literally I was <laughs> that's insane i mean now that you're like back in new york and obviously like you've been to so many places like we mentioned like you were in florence south korea nepal Mm -hmm. india like all the way to alaska with those polar bears (laughs) 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 i'm still not gonna get over that (laughs) you have lived in so many places like you even mentioned like you kind of had the confidence to like keep Mm -hmm. going and pushing that boundary as like a solo traveler and like i'll say this like i really believe like as travelers ourselves, like, Mm -hmm. it's really important to have those experiences, like, doing it by yourself. I'll have to admit, though, I think that we're cheating because, like, I'm always with her. I know. (laughs) Like, no, let's be real here, though. Like, I I mean, we both know this. If I don't know what's happening, neither does she. So it feels like we're solo anyway. We're we're both so clueless. Like, it's not like we complete each other. We're both like, we're fucked. (laughs) So so it feels like we're solo. We we both feel like we're solo, but I know that's a lie. Like, I would never pretend I'm a solo traveler because I have her with me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I mean, looking back on all those experiences, um, why do you think solo travel is so important doing it yourself? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I think travel in general is so important. So any way you can do it, I, I think it shouldn't be mm-hmm. discouraged. Like one is a superior form of travel than the other. I think that's mm-hmm. a, I like agree. an annoying thing to buy into. But, uh, yeah, but that being said, like if you don't have a twin that you can, that, you know, <laughs> is interested in the same things that you are and wants to yeah. up and go to Japan mm-hmm. with you for a weekend, then I think <laughs> yeah. that, um, well, I also think it's a little bit misleading that it's solo because the idea is that in the two years that I was really like rootless and traveling in these different places in Asia, I was mm-hmm. staying with yeah. local people always and mm-hmm. connect, connecting with local people. And that, mm-hmm. I mean, that's the beauty of it, right? Like that's the idea yes. of mm-hmm. doing it, going it on your own so you can connect with the local people and see how they eat and what they watch on TV yeah. and what they don't watch on TV and like what the politics are like in that country and things like that, that you would not otherwise organically be able to consume as you are staying in someone's home that way. Mm-hmm. I 100% agree with that. That's like what we always talk about of like why we love it so much too. I know. It's like, yeah. I mean, for us, I think um, we actually recorded an episode that's like our first episode of the season. It was, um, uh, we kind of was like fo- kind of funny, unusual ways we've met locals, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a good episode. It's going to be airing soon. 
Yeah. And yeah. it's like kind of had the same spiel as that, where it's like, I feel like for me, the point of travel, I think that like you said it so beautifully, where it's like, it's not like doing it by yourself isn't the mm. point. It's to get out of your comfort zone and like, you know, really absorbing a different culture to open up your mind about how like mm. others live. Do you know what I mean? Mm, it kind of yeah. puts you out of your own little bubble that it's just like you are like this little person in such a bigger world. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And it's, but it's like humbling, but also like beautiful because for me, it's like, I realize regardless of the distance and wherever you are in the world, you still have this beautiful human connection. Like you yeah. still find this commonality between these strangers that aside from it, you being so like, you know, different cultures or different, like, different whatever upbringings. it is. Yeah. Different yeah, upbringings. Completely. You find these commonalities and it's like such a beautiful interaction. It's like, wow. You know, like, like, I, I love that. But that's what I think that gives me like faith in humanity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you know, you have your moments where you consume the media where it's like, you know, saying all these like, you know, the media can be kind of depressing sometimes. So when you kind of put yourself out of the media, kind of shut your phone off, because we do that. That's kind of our like rule of thumb sometimes when we go yeah. somewhere. Like we kind of turn, I mean, we'll obviously like have to tell our parents we're alive. <laughs> yeah, that's mm-hmm. like the number one rule. We have a group chat usually of like, we made it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, don't like, worry, the twins are alive. It's yeah, all good. Like, we're good. Yeah. But like we try to like, you know, put that aside and like kind of have less distractions so we can welcome people like you know in like such a nicer way like Mm -hmm. and I love that you've done that you know what I mean like like even just I mean even like the little thing even though you could have died with the polar bears like just walking to and from like those interactions that's like it in itself is like you put yourself out there it's like Mm -hmm. little things you got to do to just I don't know meet different people yeah and you did mention before that like you I know you did some home stays which I thought was like the coolest thing we have not done that yet no which I've been wanting to so we actually tried in Vietnam and I was so bummed because it was just the timing wasn't right and we were trying to do it in Sapa and like I was I wanted to do it so bad the weather was like awful and they were pretty much like you can't pretty much can't get there like from the yeah. rain and everything else. So we're like, damn. But it made us be yeah. like, okay, we're gonna do it when we get back. Yeah, we're gonna do we're it. We're gonna do 100%. it. Hundred yeah. percent. I know that you did it in Nepal and India, and so yeah. I know you did a couple of homestays and like where you stayed like in the local homes and you immersed yourself in their culture. Like, what was that like for you? Well, also, didn't you guys brief uh, interruption? Did you guys yeah. when I wrote that? Uh, I wrote like a couch surfing, a guide to couch surfing as a, a solo female traveler, and one of you or both of you reached out like, yeah. yes. we, "We need to do this." Is we, that is that what you were trying to do in Vietnam, or are you trying to do specifically a stay program? Actually, yeah. we were doing the homestay in Japan because we loved how you did it in Japan. Yeah. 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 Us. We inspired us. To, it, Vietnam was a separate thing. Japan was like, we just, we knew you did it when you were like, I think yeah. that was when you were teaching English, correct? Yeah, that was yeah, one yeah. of the best trips of my life. I still am really good friends Ugh. with those boys I stayed with. Yes. Uh, and so here's the thing. We signed up because there's a site that you recommended to couch us, surfing. the Couchsurfing couch site. Yes. Yeah. And again, we oh. tried so hard to get someone because we, we saw your experience and, and it we were looked like, amazing. And this it, is what we love. I love yes. meeting people. And yeah, we also I felt remember like, you both reached out to me at that oh time. Oh my God. We were, like, we were 100% do down. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, yeah. if you guys, down. our audience, if you guys don't know, we're huge fans of Jenna. <laughs> like, I know that we're supposed to be like, you know, like we're equals, but no, we're fans. <laughs> I love her. We followed her journey forever. And so like when we see you do such adventurous stuff, it inspires us to do it too. And so yeah. we are, Japan is always actually been a dream trip of ours uh, like we always dream. wanted to go yeah and when we decided to make it like a reality mm-hmm. and we saw you do the home like the uh couch, couch surfing, surfing yeah and you did it and i mean the way that you painted it because i know you also didn't you write an article about it as well right like kind of yeah, just also, destroying I, the I myths posting because I, I was so such a gratifying like life-altering experience that i was like i gotta get in on this like i gotta yeah. pay it forward and, and host people and that's also how i mm-hmm. met 
other incredible people that I later would stay with in their country when I visited them. I mean, I'm oh, surfing. Yeah. I cannot say enough good things about it. I'm like their spokesperson, really. Ugh. Oh, no, my God. No, we were bummed. We didn't get to do it in Japan. Like, we we did. Find, no, but the thing is, though, yeah. we were in the talks with this guy who was really cool, actually. Oh, yeah. He was, like, all down to hang out with us, too. He's like, we should go hiking. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, my God. Like, this is what I'm living for. This is what I wanted in a trip. Yeah. Like, this is awesome. But it was, Absolutely. like, it was a scheduling problem. Like, he was like, wait, what we, days are you in Tokyo? Because that's where we were going to do it in and he just it was it wasn't working out and every other homestay just wasn't the same time as like the time yeah. we were staying in it would have been a very awkward like three days and having to find something and coming out like it was like very awkward we're like damn so we did we yeah. do the hostel route which is like a nice second option because you always meet people in hostels too like mm-hmm. yeah i don't do the hotel not that i'm not like i mean i don't know we don't not that hotels are there's nothing wrong with a hotel like but that's like right. what, what i want to do is i want to meet people even if it's not hostels locals like communal. other yeah exactly yeah. so totally. like that's usually the route we'll go if we can't do something like a yeah. homestay or whatever but we wanted yeah. to so bad you inspired us to do it but i know but again you, I, have I haven't to. like i mean you'll do it oh no well and i feel like especially with the japanese culture like couch surfing is like very like to me very safe you know like they're very respectful and things like that so i didn't feel like and you also made us feel comfortable too with like the with everything so so much to say about that like i think that that is really a hurdle for women as it should be i mean like i think women have to consider things that and and men i mean you just have to be aware when you travel too you always have to be aware but like couch surfing is so fantastic because there's so many layers of vetting people so like you don't just stay with someone like you read the reviews their reviews can't be altered so if Mm -hmm. even they have had 60 reviews and one of them is bad I wouldn't request to stay with them yeah Um, but I I, yeah I've only had positive experiences and I exclusively couch surfed through India for six months staying with local people traveling like every week to a different home um, in Nepal, I, oh, that I didn't know. I didn't know that either. I, I didn't know like, it was Japan, so I'm like, wait a minute. Hold it, yeah. hold it. I did my research. I did a poor job. <laughs> I did not know that. But now sorry, elaborate. Yeah, now, no, I, no, now, no, we elaborate know. now we know. Elaborate, please. Okay, okay. So, so yeah. again, like it's always a, a com- it's a building block system. Like the way that yeah. I approach, I guess, travel life. Maybe it's like uh, you yeah. build a set of skills of confidence. It really has to do with confidence, I think. So I took mm. my first couch surfing trip. Um, I believe my first one was to Japan. So I was kind yeah. of nervous, but I had a friend in Korea who was hosting mm. people all the time just out of goodwill. Like he just really liked to meet travelers. He had an apartment that it's was really big. Cool. He could That's accommodate. Awesome. He had a, a separate mattress. So he was hosting travelers all the time. And so I was exposed to it that way. You know, I got to ask the questions. Mm. I got to see firsthand that these people weren't robbing him blind or soliciting yeah. sex or like doing any of these things. Yeah. Although like you will yeah. get some of that, you know, but there's just ways yeah. to avoid it. Yeah. You got to be um, careful. But so yeah. So I saw what it was and I was like, okay, I really need to go to Japan. Like it's, it's like an hour flight from, from South Korea. Oh, it's yeah. maybe the best country in the world. Like I got, I got to go. <laughs> and if I'm going it. alone, yeah. like, which I am, I need to stay with Japanese people. And so I yes. reached out, um, to what it was actually one guy who was young. He, I think he, he was a college student at the time. His name's Kobe. Um, shout out to Kobe. Shout and out. Shout out, Kobe. He, his friend who had studied, who was also a Japanese student, but had studied in 
Canada, so spoke pretty uh, good English because a lot of Japanese people, their okay. education system doesn't really uh, encourage English speaking. They just don't need it as much as like, I was very surprised by that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. So Kobe's English was really kind of poor, and they had the two of them together had well, one their apartment. It was in Kyoto, not in Tokyo, oh. and it was like a postage stamp. Like it was like yeah. a bed, oh. and a, like it was tiny, and it was the three yeah. of us staying there. Like the, his friend was staying too, <laughs> and they just had they were the most earnest curious little boys mm. they had never met a western person <laughs> in their life and so Stop. and i had never met really like like young japanese boys before so it was it really mm. became an earnest culture exchange like every conversation mm, would be I like well this is how i d- did this how do you do this and like what you're saying like what travel mm. does is they th- it by putting your differences in in contrast it really highlights your similarities which is prevalent in any like in any conversation with anyone in Mm -hmm. in the world but it was so Mm -hmm. um it was just life-changing it really was like they took me to their like bars with all their Japanese friends like that were like underground (sighs) I mean yeah the whole thing I could cry like at how much I was like I need this for the rest of my life. Like this is the exact type of yes. travel. It sounds like it's the, like exactly what you guys are drawn to too. The food, yeah. they were ordering oh my food. God. I mean, like they just even when like oh. they had school in the days, they told me where to go. So like I went to, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a, a neighboring uh, hiking town by myself, Nico, mm-hmm. like outside of uh, Kyoto, yeah. because oh, they told me that. to do that. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And um yeah, yeah, it was great. <laughs> so it's great. great. <laughs> it yeah. Was great. And so from mm-hmm. that experience of those boys who then later visited mm-hmm. me in Korea, which they had never been to Korea, which oh. is was crazy to me because it's a neighboring it's so country. Close. But Korea and yeah. Japan have a lot of animosity. So yes, I made them we do know that. <laughs> and oh. um I mean they're just the best. Like uh Kobe just messaged Aww. me the other day being like, How is COVID in, in New York? What's going on? <laughs> yeah, they're always like I can't I, even we imagine i mean i really love those boys and so from that i feel that i did like i hosted people i i yeah i surfed a little more in china so i went to china a few times because i figured out that you could go for free as an american without getting a visa which is like an obviously an arduous process by transiting through one of four there's four cities i wrote an article Mm. about this too because it was mind-blowing to me i was like i can go to china by going from one country through china to another country it's a transit visa. Uh-huh. You, you're granted it upon uh-huh. arrival at the airport. So I was like, I need to hike the Great Wall of China and possibly camp on it. Like, yeah. I've heard that people sometimes do. So I like I didn't know you could camp on it. That's wild. You kind of can't. Like, there are some <laughs> guided trips. But, like, I was like, dad, again, yeah, like, I, I, just, say. I was just, I'm really drawn to doing insane things. I like, yes. heard that someone did it one time. And there's a lot of sections of the Great Wall. Obviously, it's massive. Yeah, um, yeah. But so I, I stayed with local people in China three different mm. times. And then one of those girls, again, like I saw her in New York last year that I stayed with. So these oh. are lasting relationships that you're making with people. Um, oh. I often was staying with that. younger people like around my age, but I've stayed with families as well. Mm-hmm, and that mm-hmm. came more through like India. So Mm. yeah that's all to say that like I really got into couch surfing I mean I was doing it like for fun hosting people in Korea because I had an apartment by myself I'm so jealous and then I, was, I love like, it I yeah. need to I need to um go to India well so the um I feel like there's a lot of like it's a kind of complicated but no, so no, when I, I went to Nepal yeah when I went to Nepal no, seriously, I, found, I had left Korea being like okay I love Korea bomb country mm-hmm. However, it's mm-hmm. so, it's really Western. Like I want to, just, mm-hmm. I want to be challenged okay, in a yeah. way that I haven't before. 
while I'm young, mm-hmm. while I'm still comfortable sleeping on floors. And like, I really had never been to a third world country. So I always, mm-hmm. I, I um, quote this all the time because I wrote it in an article about what I said to my mom. And I just, I, I, the quote sticks with me of like, how will mm-hmm. I grow as a person if I never learned to live without toilet paper? Like, and there's so <laughs> many like horrifying, horrifying things that I learned to live without. Toilet paper being one of them. But um, so I, oh I like God. found this opportunity online through Workaway, which is like similar to couch surfing. Have you guys heard of Workaway? No, actually. No, actually. No. You should look into that too. It's like a a website you pay a $30 annual subscription fee and then it gives you, it's for travelers that want to live in a country for a short term. So maybe a month, maybe two Mm. months. And you, you would work at like a hostel or a restaurant in exchange for a room and board. Oh, oh, so I found it. God, put it in my head now, like, Jenna. Hostels. <laughs> no, that, that's a good one too. People no, if you put these things in our head, my mom's gonna be like, "Who is this girl?" Because <laughs> only her good things. I should be like, "Who is Jenna? Like, who's Jenna? What is she putting in your head?" So I'm like, "No, yeah. no, only good things. Only, only good things. things. Only good things. <laughs> Sorry, you, only no, good things. Sorry, continue." Yeah, but yes. so through that, through Workaway, I found the one non like hospitality related industry, which was a magazine in uh eastern nepal called my life not to be confused with life magazine and it was written <laughs> in english and nepali and uh, it was run by like a nepali guy and his wife and i messaged Whoa, okay. him like hey i studied journalism i'm really into pursuing journalism so i had yeah i took a year basically sabbatical let's call it after i graduated yeah. um mm-hmm. and then i taught english for a year then i was like okay i, I need to get back into journalism i want to pursue writing mm-hmm. so and I wanted to do it abroad. And so mm-hmm. I was like, okay, let's try to do this in Nepal. And so I went there. And then from that opportunity, um, I stayed with him and his wife for like two weeks. And then they were, it was a big holiday for them um, mm. that they were going like on vacation to the mountains too. So I ended up connecting with a local in town and I was looking for something to report on while I was there. And he was like, yeah. I run the drug rehab down the street you could live in it it's an all-male drug compound basically um and i'll feed you for free and you can write about that and so that's what i did so like so i navigated that like through an online thing but um yeah so i lived in in uh in eastern nepal in a drug rehab center but I gotta rewind that on a second. That sentence alone is concerning. <laughs> but, wait, <laughs> I have to ask though. We mentioned our mom. How did your parents feel when you go on these adventures? Like, I yeah. mean, like that's like it's like amazing because obviously you're you're back in one piece clearly. But yeah. like yeah. before, you don't know that you like, you know what I mean. Like you don't have. What do your parents think about this? We definitely and- feel great that like our parents are super supportive of our travel lifestyles and things like that. Mm-hmm. But like I don't think a lot of parents sometimes would be like. You you go to that drug rehab place and stay with all those men. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, yeah. You know? <laughs> no, you know, I think I'm pretty honest with my parents. Like, I definitely don't lie mm-hmm. to them, but maybe I don't present it yeah. in that way. Like, hey, I'm going to a... Yeah. yeah. I don't know what I said to them. <laughs> Honestly, my parents are suspiciously cool with most things I do. Yeah. Like, okay, and that's that, um, They're really very supportive. They always mm-hmm. have been. They're really skeptical. So, like, when I told mm. them I was moving to Korea, my dad's like, what are you going to do in Korea? Like, Korea. Yeah, so then, yeah, you know, yeah. then they visit and then they like, brag about me to their friends. And 
uh, <laughs> are super are super proud of me. And yeah, when I went, yeah. when I said I'm going to Alaska, they're like, Ooh, "My dad, what are you going to do in Alaska? Like, <laughs> how, how many people live in Alaska? Like, what stories yeah. are there to write about in Alaska?" And then yeah. now, you know, now I've like built a career off of what I started really in Alaska, and he's like, yeah. "I'm so proud of you." So <laughs> yeah. I think that their mo is like skepticism, but I think that they really trust me. They're never, yeah. I mean, they'll be like, they followed my location. Like I would share like my Google location with them, which yeah. made them feel more comfortable. And mm-hmm. it was, it was always like a, if you're going somewhere like check in. Yeah. But yeah. it wasn't really, I don't know. They were like kind of okay with it. No, it's good. No, it's actually funny because every time, like when we started traveling more, obviously frequently and like in like longer spurts, you know, yeah. like, yeah. In the beginning, my mom, she's like so attached to us. It's just, it's adorable. And so is my dad. I don't want to give him not credit. They all love <laughs> yeah. us. <laughs> and every time, every trip we go on, she cries less and less. Be- like when we say our departure and goodbye, she cries less and less. And it's like hilarious because when we decided to do like a two month backpacking in Southeast Asia, yeah. I thought for sure she would shed a tear. I was like, this is going to be like one of, pro- I don't want to say the most dangerous because people do it, you know, but it's yeah. like, you know, it's a longer period of, that was the longest yeah. trip at that point in our lives where I was like, that's very, it's more extensive than we usually would yeah do. and I was yeah. like, she's definitely gonna shed a tear she was waving laughing like have fun I was like we have trained her well yeah <laughs> and that's like, great I mean it's great yeah. for your parents not to fear for you my mom will still no. though she'll be like th- my parents were freaked out about me moving to New York I swear like they oh, gave really? me this they gave me like a <laughs> yeah because with like um uh, I moved on election day and they thought it was, there was oh, going to be a lot that of makes protests sense. and, but yeah, yeah. And then also like crime rates going up because there's not as many people. I mean, it was like, yeah, I, yeah. it's, it's fine. And also, yeah, yeah. What? Like I lived in a drug rehab in Nepal. And about me to New York. <laughs> they got me like a alarm system to put on my keys oh, for yeah. Christmas. So they definitely oh, have like oh, actually good. some weird sensibilities about stuff like that. But um, yeah. yeah, that's actually, yeah. Th- you know, it's never wrong to be cautious. You know what yeah, I mean? Like no, it's totally never. fine to have those precautions. Yeah. Like yeah. if it makes you feel safer, like no judgment, you do you. And yeah. like your parents, you're still their little girl, like in their eyes. That's how yeah. our parents take it anyway. Like, yeah. Even though you're an adult, like you're still our child, and I was like, yeah. I get it. You know what yeah, I mean? Like yeah. you have to anyway. But like, yeah. that's like honestly, I actually want to get into more though of like your experience with like that drug rehab. Like, yeah. how did you navigate that? And like, you know what I mean? Especially that's such like a fragile environment. You know, like, yeah, totally. like how do yeah how do you navigate those stories and like you know talking with that community? Like, I, I'm kind of fascinated by that. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know Honestly, you stayed like I didn't either. I navigated it like an idiot. I, I reflect back on how I acted and I was I it's horrifying actually. So um I was young. I was like tw- 23, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my god. 23? Maybe yeah. 24? I was 23, I think. But I, so yeah. I think I really so you guys probably have this experience traveling in mm-hmm. in Asia and Southeast Asia like um yeah. the the fame that you take on for being a white western woman <laughs> oh yeah is oh, yeah. like a thing and so I yes. really experienced that in Korea which I really like about Korea and even in Japan there's not a lot of ogling they're really used to westerners um yeah they had a lot more exposure to westerners but mm-hmm. in in Nepal and especially in like a remote part of Nepal like I was 20 minutes from the border of India um mm. So there was a lot of oh. there's a large population of Indians there too, which is why there was a drug problem because it was an open border between uh, Nepal mm. and India, so mm. their drugs wow. would come through the border. Mm. So I, I would like wear shorts and go running in this 
oh. like town. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, it's really embarrassing to talk about that. <laughs> and my, my my mentality was like, why should I like if this is something that's that's okay in my culture and I'm comfortable and I don't feel threatened? Like, why mm-hmm. do, why do I have to um, go all the way there? Like, why can't we meet in the middle? But mm-hmm. what I really learned in Nepal is like it's really, you really do. You have to go the entire way there to someone else's mm-hmm. culture by yourself. And yeah. that took me like the whole time I was in Nepal to realize. And then I, mm-hmm. I, I think I wised up at the end and I stopped wearing shorts because so another, another like real, uh, the credit I think goes to, I had a boy, mm-hmm. I was like dating uh, the guy that ran the rehab center. Oh who's god. Nepali. Oh my God. A little romance. <laughs> <laughs> a little romance. Okay, I just I just want to note that my research skills are shit. I knew <laughs> nothing of this. I was like, I don't we're, know we're, you we're your fans. No, yeah, yeah, no, no, I was like, I just say like we were like so both like we're her biggest fans. Like we know nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, what? So you, uh, what? I had no idea, but that's a little sprinkle that's so a little sweet. romance. A little sprinkle. You know what? Travel romance pulls my heartstrings. That's awesome. Sorry, yeah, continue. 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 So, so, I mean, that's what really also brings you into the heart of, like, the fold of a culture, too. So I have yes. the same with Renzi. Like, Renzi really advocating on my behalf. And, like, despite he, mm. he's fully Nepali, he had never left his country before, mm-hmm. but, like, really had um, an idea about Western culture and, and in a way that was progressive for, for an, a Nepali person to be thinking. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're pretty... Um, conservative Nepali people are pretty conservative and Mm -hmm. have have ideas about western culture I mean a lot of a lot especially in villages like I mean this was a town Mm -hmm. but it might as well be a village these people have only seen western women in porn so like what do they think when they see (laughs) a white girl running in shorts Renzi told me that like there there was um there's like a group of women that meets and oh god like addresses town issues they were they were like going to like address me like oh my god really running running in shorts past their homes with their like husbands and children inside like Mm -hmm. i mean that it was totally asinine Mm -hmm. that i did that i I can't believe i did that so yeah i (laughs) guess i came in really obtusely and sort of just like bumped around Mm -hmm. until i figured it out and also had the connections of um renzi and not only renzi but like other friends that i had met in that town because i was stationed in that town for about six months yeah. Now, actually, that kind of goes with another question I wanted to ask you is that like, that's a lesson that you learned when you were there, like each place that you have been in, like what's something that you learned about yourself or the world? Like, it sounds like that was like a huge lesson towards the end of your trip in huge. Nepal. Like, that's, that's huge. Like the other places you've been to, is there any been unique um, story or maybe lesson that you've learned about yourself or the world, like yeah. in general? So many. And I thought about this for so long. Um, I yeah. think, yeah, that's a big one in Nepal. I think that like, mm. also I went to Nepal with the idea that I was going to test myself and like learn mm. to live, you know, without toilet paper, without a means to wash my clothes, except for like soap and cement and mm-hmm. um, eat with my hands, like, you know, do these really basic tenets of their culture. And like, for me, that was mm-hmm. a challenge to have to do that. But for oh, yeah you know, more than half the world, that's just life. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. like, there's the, um, there's the dynamic of that, that is something that's interesting to reflect on. Like, I think mostly what it is, is like just a reflection of, of your own culture too. Right. So something, Mm -hmm. and maybe you guys felt this way about Korea too, but in Korea, Mm -hmm. um, Korea has like really, is really searching for its identity, in my opinion, in my analysis yeah. of Korea. Like, it's a fairly yeah. new South Korea, the Korean War, you know, that only 
mm-hmm. took place in like the 50s that split north and south. And so South Korea is still very much like grasping at straws between China and Japan. And when I taught English there, like mm-hmm. my, some of my students would be like, uh, they called me teacher, Jenna teacher, like Jenna teacher, oh. like Robin <laughs> is, is Korean, like Robin like, is absolutely oh, yeah. not Korean. No, yeah. it's not. But like, I think no. that certain things are their culture. And it, and it makes me think um, about how a nation's culture is developed in general and like how many countries are thinking mm-hmm. that about American culture. Like that's just how the world yeah. works, right? It's like a mixing pot it's of so true. these different places. But that was an interesting mm-hmm. uh, takeaway for me. Just something that I never would have considered. No, not true. It's funny that you've been outside looking in. Yeah, no, yeah. it's funny you say that because when we went to Korea, like we did like a, we like went around the country. We did like a little cool tour, whatever, just us two. And yeah. um, the, our tour guide, Justin, who's like our BFF. No, I love him. <laughs> he's, he's the man. He, we he's, still talk. We still talk to this day. Like we got so close, Jenna, that like we met his family. <laughs> but yeah. No, yeah. Like, after the tour, he's like, um, do you guys want to like go get drinks and meet my family? I was like, yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I love Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Like, Absolutely. But something that I thought was interesting that you it's funny that you mentioned the ramen thing. This is just like it's just like a memory that like popped up when you said that was when we went to this one place that they kind of like, you know, like our fast food is like, you know, Chinese food, like in New York yeah. or pizza or yeah. whatever. I remember we got this um, dish called uh, jajangmyeon, which is yeah. like black bean yeah. noodles. But apparently I think it's is it's it a Chinese, is it Chinese Korean mix or but something? like no one can identify yeah. what if it's it is more Chinese or more Korean. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And they, like, always, they won't. <laughs> won't say it like we like i remember asking even justin admitted that too that's why i was like he's like oh this is like our chinese food like, no, no no it's korean i'm like wait what <laughs> like he said it's like kind of a fusion but if you talk to certain people they'll, they'll consider it like no this is chinese food it's not korean yeah. food. and some people are like no it's korean food and i'm like all right whatever you want <laughs> it's delicious <laughs> like, either yeah. way i love that shit <laughs> either way it was freaking amazing like mm-hmm. i like loved it but actually speaking of korea okay like oh, i yeah. I'm so glad you brought this up because literally this is like one of my favorite stories of yours. Like I'm just yeah. hyping this so hard. So like we mentioned earlier, we have stalked you. <laughs> I know your journey in life. <laughs> we think we know her journey. We think we know her. We do not. I'm learning this throughout this whole freaking episode. Is that like you've made amazing memories in South Korea. I can only imagine, especially having a year teaching there. But one of the articles that you published, I will absolutely never, never forget, forget it. it. It was Bike to Pusan. And I was like, wait a second. Like, wait, 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 wait. Okay. We went to Korea. (laughs) So I know. (laughs) So I know the distance from Seoul to Pusan is like 342 miles. And the fact that that word sentence, bike to Pusan, I was like, wait. She no did way. what? As I no way. <laughs> no, 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 no. I was like, that's insanity. And I was going to ask you, like, you know, like, what were you thinking? But in the article, I have the quote here. You sum it up perfectly. Literally, our favorite. This quote. is my favorite quote of yours. The parameter with which I measure my decisions, I have learned, is outrageousness. Usually, if I can't propose an idea without laughing or drawing a look of disbelief on someone's face, I know I am making a decision that aligns with my core values. Honestly, that sums you up so well. But that being said, I am curious. (laughs) Has there ever been anything, like, too outrageous for the girl who has biked to Pusab? I've this question for a lot, too. And I think yeah. that the one thing that comes to mind mm. is when I was in Japan after I stayed with the boys. So I went to um, from mm. Kyoto to 
I stayed in Nikko and then I went to Tokyo and I stayed actually mm-hmm. with an American teacher in Tokyo. Oh. Um, and then from, or while I was in Tokyo, I connected with, so Couchsurfing is also so great because to, to pitch it again, like Couchsurfing is <laughs> no, <sponsor plug-in>. <laughs> um, yeah. so great because you don't even just have to stay with people. You can reach out to people. So like, if you're like, mm-hmm. I'm a traveler, I'm going to be in uh, Nikko and mm-hmm. I would like to go to a hot spring or, um, you know, like an onsen or, uh, like a hike. Does anyone want to join mm-hmm. me? So I found that through doing that, when I was mm-hmm. in Nico, this French guy that had just come from North Korea, actually, oh my we God, had wow. his entire phone like confiscated, and he we we hiked to an onsen together. That was that's something that we did, and then mm-hmm. he so from that experience that was like a day trip that we took together. He was mm-hmm. like, I really, you know, it's my dream to summit um, Mount Fiji and Fuji. Oh. Yeah, Fuji. Yeah, yeah. Fuji. Yeah, Fuji. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fuji. Oh. And he's like, yeah, yeah. I don't have gear. It was winter. Do you want to do that? No, I don't want to do that. Like, so I think that, I mean, I, but honestly, <laughs> it's, really hard to, it's really hard to say no. Like, I still think about it. And I actually still follow him. I still follow him on Instagram. And, you yeah. know, he, we keep in touch that way, which is great about yeah. traveling, too. And yeah. he reached out to me. He summited like K2 or another one of like the seven wow. biggest peaks in the world recently. Wow. But like that mm. stuff takes preparation and it really takes equipment. And so yes. I think that there are some things that I know I'm really, I would be putting myself in danger if I did that. Why not do so yeah. I said no to that. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, it's funny because when we went to Japan, that was something we really wanted to do as well. Yeah. Like I love hiking. That's like one of our biggest hobbies. Like we're actually hiking all the peaks of New York currently. Yeah. So like I do that like once a year with my, yeah, we have a hiking crew. <laughs> yeah. We should join if you yeah, want to, yeah. if you'd like to join. More than welcome. To it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We have a hiking crew. Shout out guys. <laughs> and uh, we do like all the New York hikes, but, um, but, but back to Japan though, like we wanted to yeah. do Mount Fuji too ourselves. But yeah. the funny thing is we, that, this was in the fall, which you think would be fine. Yeah. But when I was researching it, it's dangerous during that time too. And I yeah. was like, yeah, we had like towards bump. the end of fall a little bit. It was like right between it towards the end. And yeah. It, everyone was advised. So like it won't even be open for hikers really to do yeah. it because it's like completely ill-advised. And we're like, damn. So we did something yeah. where we could like see Mount Fuji. We did like this like cool photo spot. But the funniest part of the story oh. is, I, oh my God. Well, that's going to be an episode on ourselves. But like long story short, we get to this place like, like to, you see to see Mount, Mount Fuji. Fuji. It's cloudy. <laughs> It was a foggy day. It was a foggy day. I remember just like sitting there just being like, fuck. Yeah. What do you want to like the whole thing? Like the observant. Uh, yes. stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so we I'm were like, we're like, you know, like Shit. we cracked up so hard because we we're like, you know what, screw it. We'll make the like, we're pretty, we're optimists, you know, like we don't yeah. care. Like we we're like, that yeah. was, it was a great adventure. It was, it yeah. was, even get there. To get there was a funny story to begin with. So having that be the conclusion was kind of funny, but that wasn't yeah. even a total conclusion of it. So as we're going down, it's the sun started shining and we saw the top, a little bit of the top. So we like, we saw it technically <laughs> very little yeah. very yeah. little but we did yeah. get to see it not in its full like exposure but it was kind of like a funny story where we're like yeah. making the most of it but we will do it one day too yeah like, like i want to go back and hike it imagine if you had summited it like you wouldn't have been able to see outward so it's a no, blessing that you didn't do that very very, very point yeah. i didn't even yeah, we're gonna go back to japan we're all gonna count surf and we're gonna do yes. that yes. <laughs> sounds perfect check it off the list exactly. <laughs> I know. Uh, and honestly like we shan and i always talk about like we just like really admire your adventurous spirit like i feel like yeah growing up like women are just always taught to be like cautious about the world and i feel like well, you it's, gra- granted. It's, granted. it's granted it's granted like there are like reasons yeah. why and i 
understand that. But I feel like what I love about you in general is that I feel like you break those barriers for us anyway. Like literally, like you inspired us to couch surf. Like even though it didn't happen, we were, we're very gone. inspired. We will one hundred percent will. No, a thousand percent we're going to. But like you're yeah. like because we see you do these things and like you know, and I know you like when you write things about it, like you're honest. You're like, hey, like this is the things that happened to me, whatever. So mm-hmm. I'm not like feeling like you know you're just advocating it to advocate it. Like you're not mm-hmm. glamorizing an experience ever, which no. I always appreciate. You tell it mm-hmm. like it is, but like here's the thing too: you have an open mind about these things. That's yeah. what's really important going into these experiences, which yeah. I is like an amazing quality trait, and I just love you for it. Yeah, and I'm just curious. Like the question I was I wanted to ask you like what advice would you give to like those people or the girls out there that like want to solo travel but are like too afraid to I think that's a great question I think that there's so much someone can do so like again like starting small I mean there's so much you can do in your own backyard and like yeah just to go on a trip just to go on a date like on a day trip by yourself I think so so um people sometimes are wary of spending time with themselves but like Mm. that's the way to do it like just you know go to a museum by yourself in the city and then maybe go on Mm -hmm. a overnight trip and try couch surfing like when I was in Korea too this is another another way I got my legs is like I couch surfed around Korea because I was like I want to see Korea and this is a good way to do it because if you know I could easily get back to Seoul if something were to go wrong so you could do it with a friend you could do it with each other like if you have a sibling I I think doing Mm -hmm. it that way and like getting the confidence to then do it by yourself and just Mm -hmm. going bigger and bigger and bigger within within reason and within Mm. your comfort level but I think there are also a lot of like good resources like um Mm -hmm. you know I'm part of a solo female traveler Facebook group that I can't remember why but they (laughs) definitely had some tools that I used when I was researching going to India by myself because that actually was like a hurdle for me like I was I was worried and I don't usually feel uh I don't usually focus on feelings of worry and I was like am I going to be okay and it really I really mm-hmm. was so okay. Like I was mm-hmm. so okay in India. It was shocking. Good. Oh, I'm so that's happy. amazing. Honestly. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. I love that regardless, like you don't let fear dictate your decisions, which I yeah. think is yeah. huge. Cause but I, within reason, like you yeah. look at it to be like, okay, like, you know, making sure that you are safe and like, okay, like, Let's push forward from that. You know what I mean? It's a beautiful thing. And like like you said, each thing is a little step. And I think that's also what's given us confidence to go to certain countries as well. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like you keep pushing that comfortability and you also realize your capability. I think that's super important is to realize that like I can be independent. I don't – not that I'm saying company's not great. Like it's wonderful having friends. Obviously, we travel together. So, of course, I enjoy the company. I'm I'm a hypocrite. I'm a hypocrite (laughs) if I say I don't like the company. (laughs) (laughs) No. But that's what I mean. Like, I like the company. Like, I don't want to go to these countries to eat dinner by myself. Like, that. Yeah. yeah. So I totally understand. Like, I'm in it for the company as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think think we should change this episode to why you should couch surf. But the thing is the thing though. But but I think with the lesson within couch surfing though is to like be open minded to like new experiences, meet new people. And like Mm. the things, the things you have gained through Mm. those homestays is like, it's like an experience you can never have through a tour group. Do you know what I mean? Of like being in your comfortability of like being amongst people like yourself. Like I love that you were like, you know, in South Korea and you mentioned you were like, you know, like I, it was kind of, I don't want to say it's totally Westernized, but you felt comfortable. So you wanted to push that barrier and go to different places that you felt like, let me, let me Mm -hmm. like have a challenge. And I think that's Mm -hmm. what people need to like, 
every day be like, how can I push myself? How can I be better until the next day? You know what I mean? And it's just little things. Like yeah. you said, like going in your backyard, I 110% agree with you. Like that's yeah. what yeah. we've been I doing. love that idea to think, yeah. to just be like, let, like if someone wants to feel, like understand how it feels to be alone and like have that yeah. comfort. It's like once you make those steps, like you do, it is like a step-by-step process. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and it's like learning to be comfortable to ask, like ask someone where something is and, you know, just yeah. really feel um, comfortable in doing basic things of like navigating the world, which seems like a basic tenant but I think a lot of people get away with not ever having to to really do that yeah I agree I definitely agree with that no I'll say this there's been so many times we've gotten lost and it was like the kindness of a stranger that made me realize the world isn't so scary do you know what I mean where I was Mm -hmm. like no it's not that bad and I am capable and and like you said with your couch surfing too it's like you want to pay it forward and host like anytime I'm in Manhattan and I see a like a foreigner like lost I go out of my way to help them because I've been in that position oh yeah like it definitely is a paying forward moment and then but then it's always I would love to run into you guys if I was a foreigner that was lost (laughs) yeah Yeah. no seriously it's it's so funny because like it's like these twins like holding hands like okay let's go (laughs) I like I always go above and beyond when I'm I'm helping a foreigner because like that has happened to us where like people have like literally like gone on the bus with us to make sure we made our stop yeah like, that's like absolutely. the kindness that we have been shown and i'm like yeah. i will a thousand percent make it even better for anyone like, i'll never th- i'm sorry I'm, i wanted to say this one story because oh it brought God. me out this is yeah. my favorite freaking story and because of this this is how i refer to it so kristen and i are in like penn station oh. and we're walking and all of a sudden i guess we have really friendly faces because the like the foreigner came right up to us and she's like um do you know where the lure is and i was like the lure like what I had no idea what she's talking I was like, about. What I was is like, lure, lure, lure. And all of a sudden, I'm squinting my eyes, looking L-I-R. away. Yeah, the L I R. I was like, oh, the L I double R. And I started laughing, and I was like, the lure. I was like, oh my god, I love that. I didn't, I didn't think to like anyone would just read it. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, like we're from New York, so like I would say L I R R or L I double R. And so we like, obviously, I kind of laughed. I was like, you're in it. Yeah. But it was the cutest thing ever. And when I see interactions like that, I didn't even correct her. I was like, keep saying it. It's freaking adorable. Now totally. we say it. I'll always tell people. I'm like, I totally. love that. I was like, guys, yeah. going on the lure. They're like, what? I was like, it's not L-I-double-R. It makes no sense. It does. It makes more sense to say the lure, in my opinion. <laughs> it totally but it should have. saves time. It, it does. does. It I does. thought it was the cutest thing ever, honestly. And yeah. that was just moments like that just make me like, I don't know. It's just so humbling, but it's also nice to feel like you're paying it forward as well. Yeah. Like, I just, Absolutely. I love it, honestly. Mm-hmm. It's Absolutely. it's amazing. Yeah. Honestly, Jenna, I'm so freaking grateful that you took I the know. time to like talk to us, tell us all about your couch surfing experiences. Like, I'm just so grateful that we met you in back in 2012 and we've kept this nice connection going. Like yeah. here and there, we'll message you and be like, yo, love the article. Like this girl has written. <laughs> such amazing things yeah, like seriously you need to give her a follow and read her articles they are stunning incredible They're and beautiful. so inquisitive like you are just doing such big things for the world and i'm so proud to like know you and like mm-hmm. been able to just like have be- this conversation with you today. yeah it's, and like, the fact that you wanted to share yeah. your intelligence and wisdom on our pod is like such an honor so I just want to thank you so, so much yes. to be on here today. Like, thank, <laughs> you, thank, you, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I always remember you guys when I was like, the, I was the only freshman in that class. Yes. I 100% <laughs> was. And you guys were yeah. the only ones that weren't like, who are you? Like, you really uh, were very kind to me and Aww. curious about what I was doing there. And like, 
cared yeah. about me and I have Aww. felt that ever since. Aww, <laughs> Aww, I, feel so, I feel so touched. I honestly thought you were so cool. <laughs> I was like, this girl, I see it. I had such a good vibe and I feel like the initial vibe I had about you was not wrong. You have totally like, proven what an amazing woman you are and have become. Like, I just yeah. expect so much more from you. Like, yeah. I cannot wait to keep continuing following your journey. Mm-hmm. And we will be sharing, guys, all of her information on our Instagram yeah. and like on our website. So please check that out. This girl is super talented. Yeah, you just definitely need to give it a follow. And just to give this whole wrap up, guys, you know my whole spiel at the end. Yeah. We have an Instagram at the Vogel Twins. Mm-hmm. We also have a TikTok. I know, Gen Z, who are we? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we also have our website, www.thevogeltwins.com. That has mm-hmm. most of our information. So, you guys, mm-hmm. give it a follow. Give us a review. Let us know what you think of the yes! episode. I love it. All right, guys. Thank you so much, Jenna, again. I know. Ah, All right. Thank you, Bye. guys. Yes! Yes. Oh, yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye!